He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much and welcome in on this Wednesday afternoon. Not too bad out there, only 94 degrees. Uh, it's going to be a lot hotter uh, on Thursday. I think it's, uh, it said the heat index is going to be up or with actually the temp around 100. But then it goes back down a little bit on Friday and Saturday. So, But hey, it's summertime. It could be this hot in October. Uh, just a couple of traffic uh, notices. Uh, there's some debris in the left lane at I-40 west of Hollywood. And there is an accident at uh, I-40 and Highway 64 uh, out in the northeast quadrant of the area. Uh, and then you just heard on our news that um, a landscaping guy that was shot, attempted uh, holdup this morning, and it was at uh, Walnut Grove, actually on Yates, near Walnut Grove, at 80, uh, 80 block of, of Yates. Uh, he had his truck pulled up out front. And he was in the back working, and this uh, guy came around through the side gate and had a gun on him and uh, said, give me your wallet. Uh, the guy uh, said no, and so this guy shot him. And then, as you just heard, the uh, the victim shot back at him, but he was taken to the med in critical condition. The suspect uh, got away. That happened at 921 this morning uh, in East Memphis. And everybody knows where Yates and Walnut Grove is. Been there a million times. And he was in the back working. I mean, you know, it is just uh, out of control. Out of control. And then I was just reading today how much the uh, police director, Davis, is making. I think it's like $285,000. $285,000. We can't go out to dinner. Having our car stolen, broken into, or shot in our backyard. Uh, mowing the grass. Something ain't right. I mean, I think we could get a lot better deal on a police director uh, and get some more response than the ones we're getting right now. But, uh, hey, I live in Collierville, so I, what, what right do I have to say anything about it? But if you live in Memphis, I would be saying something about it. Um, also, uh, a programming note, we're going to be at the uh, St. Jude, FedEx St. Jude Golf Classic uh, next Thursday and Friday. Broadcasting live there from 3 to 5 each day. So you're out there, come by and say hi. We'll be talking more about that as the week moves on. And uh, today we've got a big show lined up for you. We've got uh, uh, Vicki uh, Gandy with uh, the Team Gandy coming in, uh, along with Andy O'Fee, uh, talking about the fact that how important it is you pick a good r- realtor agent because it can make a huge difference in the deal you make either buying or selling, and also that the interest rates, while they are up and the prime is up, uh, ain't nowhere near what credit cards are right now. There's some people paying over 30% out there. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, Bob Nay will check in, former congressman from Ohio, talking about the Don and uh, the DOJ. What a joke. And the the prosecutor and the judge that's going to be handling the case, uh, She's the one that's sending all these grandmothers to prison for six years for being in Washington, D.C. on the day of the um, uh, attack on the Capitol. 
And then we got a guy, Marlon Evans, coming in. He has a company called Roof Shield. And what this is is they come in and they spray your roof, and it looks like it's new. It makes your shingles pliable again. Uh, it saves you money. It uh, keeps the shingles, uh, their life uh, span is much improved. And your house looks like it's got a new roof. Uh, I've had uh, our next door neighbors had this done and I couldn't believe the difference in it. Uh, so he'll be coming in and we'll be talking uh, to him. Uh, in the meantime, the, this saga, Oh, you do want to mention this. Also the, the employee with the city of Germantown that's been put on leave, uh, to, on their investigation. And I had heard this, that it wasn't really a leak. It was a fuel overflow. And when somebody was fueling up the generator, it, it was allowed to overflow, so maybe somebody stepped away thinking it was emptier than it was. It was going to take longer to fill it up. Uh, and this is just what I'm hearing. I don't have anything privy to the, in, uh, the investigation, but apparently that's what caused this leak, or not leak, it's what's caused the fuel contamination of diesel fuel in the water system. Um, but I've always said any organization is only as good as its weakest link. And if you got somebody you put into a very, and that is a very sensitive situation, handling fuel around a water source, and they, you know, get some guy that really doesn't know what he's doing, take that generator over there and hook it up and um, fuel it up and then stay with it. And he doesn't do his job, then I suspect there will be more than one person will end up uh, taking it in the chin on this one because they have supervisors. And if you you're the supervisor, you tell somebody to go do something and they don't really know what they're doing, then it's going to come back on you. And it could go higher up than that. But, I mean, uh, this is a, a, a devastating uh, catastrophe for the city of Germantown. And I don't suspect uh, the, the effects of it are going to be over anytime soon. As you heard, we had a guest on yesterday talking about it. And uh, he's a water expert, uh, uh, Tom Valen. Uh, Belinchik, and uh, he uh, he knows what he's talking about. And he said, you know, he advises using carbon filters on anything you're drinking water out. Change out the filter in your in your refrigerator. Get rid of the ice for a couple of times. Let it fill up again after you get rid of the batch that's sitting in the bin. Now, change out your filter, and uh, and then if you don't have a carbon filter, buy bottled water. You can't get uh, cleaner water than bottled water and drink that because there are people that have drinking water when they were given the all green and they got really sick. But as we all know, the uh, former president Trump was uh, indicted again by these gut robbers. Uh, well, West Texas expression. It's not a compliment. Let me tell you that. That's how low down they are. Uh, but uh, it says that, and this is really kind of interesting on one of Rush Limbaugh's final episodes, he predicted the Democrats would indict Trump and try to prevent him from being elected again. Uh, cut number seven. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again. Because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, 
they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They believe that they can, they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Well, and uh, he's exactly right. Now, what they can do is uh, persecute us just like they're doing Trump, and they're doing that with all those people that they arrested after January 6th. There's still a bunch of people that are in jail and have never gotten to see a lawyer. I mean, it is gulagish, and and um, it is uh, done entirely to intimidate and to uh, inflict fear into anybody that talks uh, bad against the administration, the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, and um, it, it definitely can happen. And what you're seeing now is a continuation of that. They don't even really think they're going to win some of these cases, but they don't care. All they care about is uh, causing Trump to have to spend money and time to defend himself. He's going to be in D.C., I think, tomorrow to be arraigned on the latest trumped-up charges. No pun intended, and literally not intended. Um, But it is uh, to sit back and just watch this happen in our country, in today's world with the communications we have, and part of it was due uh, because of the testimony that came out against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden the day before. How do you take it off the headlines? Come back in and indict Trump. That's all anybody's talked about. You haven't seen any more coverage of Biden's crooked ways. And I mean, it's uh, I was just looking at this on Twitter a minute ago. That Dan Bongingo put it up saying that uh, uh, you know here you got all these things that have come out. Uh, the Democrats are right. Outside the bank records, the suspicious activity reports, the wire transfers, the private bank transactions, the LLCs, the texts, the um, emails, the WhatsApp messages, the photos of Joe and Hunter and business partners, the voicemails to his son, the two business partners saying Joe is the brand, the big guy, and the chairman, the two whistleblowers' testimony, the recorded phone calls between Biden and uh, Prosenko, the video of Joe Biden bragging about firing the Ukrainian prosecutor and Hunter's statements that he's giving his dad half of his income. There's no evidence of Joe being involved. Ah, nothing going on there. Crooks. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break. We'll come back and uh, hear from uh, Trump, who is fighting back. He's, he's an amazing guy. And then also... Um, hear from uh, some other folks uh, about Biden refusing to answer any questions on his little vacation right around his little bike. We'll talk about it coming back. Stay with us. Uh, summer breeze came blowing in. Unfortunately, this is a hot breeze. It's not a summer breeze. Uh, more on Trump fighting back, uh, being stronger than ever. Here's, uh, this, uh, cut number nine is in a very dark place right now, but even after everything the deep state has done to me, I will never give up on America. Mark my words in 2024, we will win back the white house. 
We will make America great again. I have no doubt about it. They come at me from left. They come at me from right. The rhinos, the communists, the Marxists, the fascists. We will not only survive, we will be stronger than ever before. We're fighting a fight like nobody ever thought possible, and we're winning. We won in 2016. We had a rigged election in 2020, but got more votes than any sitting president. We're going to win like never before, and we're going to make America great again. I can truly say I believe better than ever before. Thank you for all of your support and for all of your prayers. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, on Trump being indicted, uh, cut number 15. It's another sad moment in our country's history. We do not want to become a country where the party in power is able to use banana republic-like tactics to eliminate its political opponents. Yet I'm sad to say that's exactly where we are. Donald Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. You want to know what was responsible? Systematic, pervasive censorship in this country. And if you repeatedly then tell people they cannot speak, that is when they scream. If you repeatedly tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. It is wrong for our country, and I call on President Biden to do the right thing and drop these politicized charges. <laughs> Good luck on that. In fact, uh, he's on vacation right now. He was out biking today. And remember how Trump would talk? Uh, the media was there. He'd always stop and talk to him until they had no more questions. Here's Biden and his uh, response to media questions today. Uh, cut 13 from the president yet comment or from the White House press team about this latest indictment involving the former president. Earlier today, reporters did get some video of the president out on a bike ride. They shouted some questions, but he chose not to answer questions. He's been out and about on this vacation like last night enjoying dinner and a movie, but it's certainly possible that he may not talk about this latest Trump indictment, even as Republicans claim the administration is weaponizing the Justice Department. And, uh, there you are. House Oversight Committee Chair Representative James Comer, Republican Kentucky, told Newsmax that yesterday the Department of Justice has become weaponized against conservatives. Comer made the comments on Rob Schmidt tonight in the aftermath of a third indictment handed down on former President Donald Trump by Special Counsel Jack Smith. Further, Comer called the bombshell drop just one day before proof of one of the greatest crimes ever committed by any politician. But first, Comer took aim at the indictment, which came one day after the mainstream media ignored damning testimony before the panel that Comer oversees, linking President Joe Biden to the Burisma scandal in Ukraine. Quote, look, the American people believe the overwhelming that the, Democrat, the Department of Justice has become weaponized against conservatives. The indictment is further proof of that, Comer told Rob Schmidt tonight. But I believe with all my heart that the more they do, the more unintended consequences they will have of making Donald Trump more popular with the American people. I agree. Comer then took aim at the unprofessional behavior of Representative Dan Goldman, Democrat in New York. And we read some clips of him yesterday saying, hey, he was it's a father checking on his son. Come on. He's a good dad. And there's nothing wrong. They were talking about the weather. Uh I said that uh, Dan Goldman, a Democrat in New York, who sits at the House Oversight Committee, Goldman on Monday got out ahead of the transcripts and was t- waiting the TV cameras that Hunter Biden friend and former business partner, uh, Devin Archer, did not provide any evidence of a link between Joe Biden, then the vice president under Barack Obama, and the Burisma Energy. 
Goldman ran out and lied. Very unprofessional, Comer told Schmidt. But again, this is what the Democrats do. They go out and they tell their partners in the crime with the mainstream media that what to write, and they write it, and they ran with it. And the, the other thing that it did is it totally took the testimony that it took place uh, the day before uh, off those because it broke yesterday at 4 Eastern. So every newscast out there led with Trump is indicted again. That's the big story. Nothing to see about Joe and Hunter. And Joe went on vacation before all this happened. He knew what was coming down. He didn't want to be anywhere around where they could talk to him. Not that he could answer a question. And so now he's out riding his bicycle, and Mommy's going to take him to get him some ice cream later on if he's a good boy. And, uh, I mean, you know, it really is pathetic. And uh, so all you can do is, uh, you know, just keep uh, keep the faith, as Trump said. I mean, I don't know how this guy does it. Uh, we're going to be talking to Bob Nay at 4 o'clock. Bob Nay was indicted and pled guilty to campaign finance uh, violations back when he was a congressman from Ohio and it was another railroad job. Democrats were in charge. They were going to go after somebody, make an example. They do it all the time. Look at look, look what they're doing now with the hunters. You know, Joe, uh, uh, his son makes these ridiculous paintings. He gets millions for it. They write a book, get millions for it. Uh, you take a trip and go to Ireland and play golf and, uh, with some friends and, uh, you didn't fill out your paperwork, right? And uh, they send you to the pen for 18 months and uh, totally destroy your life. But they don't care, just like all the people of January 6th. They don't care they're destroying all those people's lives. And who got killed in that whole thing? Uh, this Air Force veteran young woman who was not even breaking a window. She was in the hallway, and a uh, Secret Service uh, officer inside the, the house chamber, they break out a window. He looks at her, shoots her in the neck, and she bleeds out right there. Did anything happen to that guy? Think about that. He shoots and kills somebody. Did he follow procedure? No. There was nobody who had a gun. You meet force with force. And he shot and killed her, and uh, nobody knows where that guy is. And then the guy was on the megaphone out there telling everybody what to do. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get in there. It was out there three days getting everybody all fired up. And uh, he's suing uh, Trump for, and, and everybody else he can sue, saying, I don't have anything to do with that. We got him on video. I've seen the video. He's got a megaphone. He's telling people, go inside, attack, attack. But he's one of their guys. And so, and then they, they continue to say the FBI had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, we all believe that. But the thing about it is it, it is rigged. And what are you going to do? I mean, I really don't know. It's uh, but I do know that in South Africa, and I'm just looking at this, somebody sent me this. In South Africa, back in 2018, the government there came out and said, it's time to take all the guns away from the white farmers, and they did. And uh, that, there were, I don't know how many thousands of the white farmers in South Africa were then killed because they couldn't defend themselves. And uh, that's what happens. And I think that's their ultimate goal is to get our weapons away so we can't defend ourselves. Used to think that was ridiculous, not anymore. Okay, we're talking real estate coming up next with Vicki Gandy and Andy O'Fees. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back on this Wednesday afternoon. 94 degrees outside. That's why we're inside. 
And uh, I got uh, Vicky Gandy with Team Gandy and Andy O'Fee with uh, Crump Mortgage uh, in talking about real estate. And, you know, we've all know that the prime went up last week again. I think it's seventh time. Eleventh. Uh, Eleventh. Eleventh. <laughs> and the reason they keep having to raise it is because the government keeps spending money. No matter what we do. They keep spending money, and that causes inflation. And so the Fed keeps trying to get bring inflation under control. But until the government stops spending money, it ain't going to happen. I saw the, the stock market's down three forty eight today. Yeah, I heard it dropped a bunch. Well, that's the thing too. And Andy made a good point yesterday. We we're talking. You know, we're Americans are still sending spending money. They're not. It's not like it re, yeah. They're fact, not seeing. You know, they're not. We're not seeing a big huge freeze and nobody's buying anything even with inflation and the yeah. cost of fuel going yeah. over people are still spending money which tells me that they pump way too much money into the economy and there's all these companies i mean i didn't have any employees so i didn't get any of that stuff yeah. but i know people that had employees that they ended up saying it was the best two years we've ever had in the history of our company yeah. stimulus packages were definitely a huge incentive for those people that during covid which were yeah happening. so that's and, and so it, they kept working, but they got paid like the employees weren't working. And so they doubled their money. And uh, those are the people that went out and bought jets and uh, <laughs> new Range Rovers. And uh, It's a very very interesting graph that I looked at uh, was where the amount of savings, uh, how it spiked during COVID and how spending declined, as well as credit card debt. As soon as everything ended, as far as stimulus goes, that curve inverted. And you started seeing savings come down. Saving is, savings are down significantly, and now credit card debt is back up. Yeah. Well, it's because of the, the, the prime went up, and credit cards always go up before that, and uh, they stay up. And so, uh, but if you compare the credit cards to what mortgage rates are, oh. mortgage rates are still very doable. Right. So one of the things that I've been highlighting with potential buyers is something called step-up debt consolidation. Some people that have been in homes now for five years, they've got a lot of equity in their house. So mm -hmm. I have a conversation with them about potentially selling their house if they're willing to let go of that historically low interest rate and take a look at their overall monthly debt compared to what it would be if they pay it all off and then they can buy their next dream house at the higher interest rate. And you'd be shocked how much lower their monthly debt load is by paying off those high APR credit cards. Well, just in doing a debt consolidation, even if they don't move, if they do a debt consolidation by taking the equity in their home and taking that pay off their high credit cards. Right. And then uh, you still have uh, equity in your home because you're not going to get all of it out. That's I mean, right. I wouldn't advise that. No. But then once you do that, then you can take some of the improvements that people want to make before you sell a home. Right. That's one of the things right. you recommend is bringing them up to uh, market value. And that increases the house, the, the value of the home. And then you sell it then. Then you, you pay off the other stuff. And uh, although uh, houses, the values are also going up. They are. And one thing, um, I, in fact, I've met with a client just recently. And that's one thing they're, they're thinking about doing is doing some kind of bridge loan or something and doing some improvements because they're thinking in the next five years they're going to sell their house and said, well, you know, would it help? And I went, oh yeah. And I mean, we're seeing a 3% and Andy was telling us, and I'll let him talk about that in a minute, that they're expecting even higher than that increase in value. So, you know, you're, it's a win-win and people love walking in and going, I don't have to do anything. You know, I can just buy the Especially house. Especially the young people. I can't believe yeah, it. They don't want my to do kid. No, they want to. <laughs> 
Well, it doesn't have new marble. <laughs> like a new marble? What's wrong with the old marble? I'm pretty old marble myself. Uh, but it is that they want everything to be kind of turnkey. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, it, it's, it's amazing how your own life improves. I mean, how many times have you had somebody get their home ready to sell, and once they get all the stuff done, why are we leaving? Because I got everything fixed exactly the way we always dreamed of having it, yeah. and now we're selling it. <laughs> Usually I can say, well, it's still the same size, and all those toys that we put in storage are going to come back, and they'll be back. So, yeah, so anyway, but, but anyway, okay, Andy, talk about some stuff you talked about yesterday that we were talking about that was really, we had a really good meeting, and I just thought this would be great to share with everybody. So, you know, the, the, the government comes out with, uh, the government and private agencies like Case Schiller, is a, they have a home price index. There's the FHFA, which is the Federal Housing Finance Agency. They came out with a home price appreciation index once a month. And the numbers came out again showing that homes continue to appreciate. And that's a reflection of low supply. And there's still consistent demand despite the fact that mortgage rates continue to rise. Now, the FHFA number, based on the numbers that they provided, are looking at a national appreciation up to 7%. That's what Vicki commented on. And that's pretty incredible. So the people that are out there thinking they can play the market and wait for rates to drop, well, you know, rates may drop in 12 months, but think if you lose 3% appreciation on a home for 12 months, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And that, historically, Memphis is right in that 3 3 3.5% window. So, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not encouraging people to, uh, to get out there right away, but don't wait that long. It doesn't make any sense at all if you're considering buying. It really is kind of interesting because it's whether you're buying or selling or debt consolidation, it does, none of those things pay to wait. Right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it, 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 which used to, you sit there and go, well, the, the rates were dropping. Remember forever they kept dropping and dropping and dropping. Well, let's wait some more. It'll drop some more. Then it got to the day where now they're going back up again. Right. And they're going to continue. As you said, we've had 11 uh, prime rate increases and they're going to be, I, I've heard as many as three more. Well, they're talking maybe about one more to go, but you know, the big news today was There's always one, uh, one more. Well, Two, yeah, one, one more. One, one more. <laughs> well, it's all going to be, I mean, the fed looks at, uh, in the rear window, rear view mirror, excuse me, when it comes to data. So instead of looking forward and looking at how inflation has dropped, they're waiting for each piece of information to come out going forward. Now today, you know, I don't know if you heard about this, but Fitch downgraded our U.S. debt yes, down to, uh, you know, double A plus, which is still a very good rating. However, you know, that, that impacted the stock market today significantly. Yeah. And in the past, the bond market, which reacts to the stocks kind of lock and step, uh, you used to see bonds would rally last time Fetch downgraded us. and That ten, hasn't happened. Ten-year yields got to, uh, they touched an eight-month high today. So, uh, you know, rates are under a lot of pressure. And I, again, I, I like to, everyone likes low mortgage rates, but I like to be realistic. We've been fighting the Fed now for four or five months. I thought we were going to be at five and a half in March with inflation cooling, but it just, you know, we had a little bank crisis in there and now you've got some other hurdles that we're trying to deal with that are slowing things down from rates coming back down again. So I don't think they're going to drop significantly anytime soon. And that's something that people have to get their heads around right now. Yeah. You know, and again, optionality is what happens when an investor buys a mortgage and the optionality is for that client to refinance. So uh, that's what's keeping the rates high is the market volatility right now. And but, it is. It's a low, it's a definitely low inventory market. It's, it's, it's coming up, but it's still nowhere near what it, what I expected it to be by now. Which is where I go back to how important it is that you get a real estate agent that has been in the business for a long time and knows what they're doing because 
you know, people like to say, well, I hire my friend. They just got to be a real estate agent. Well, that's <laughs> great, but they, it, there's no substitute for experience. Yeah, mm. there's really not. I mean, it's the same thing with mortgage lenders. I mean, you need people that have had a lot of experience and also know this market and also have brick and mortar in this town. Uh, it's a it's a big deal because you you don't want to talk to you know Quicken Loans or all those ones because you can't get them on the phone. There's so many different nightmares that happen. Sometimes you get wackadoodle appraisers that live in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and they wackadoodle you know, is that yeah. uh, wackadoodle incorporated? <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. but it it's definitely it makes a difference. So we had a we had an appraiser that came in from Clarksdale and he was in Kimbrough Woods and he was going, well, this house right outside of Kimbrough Woods is you know this low price, and he just cut, 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 and wouldn't give us the value. So we had to let him go and change lenders and get somebody local and. You know, these had these people that go, well, I want to use Uncle Fred. He's, you know, he's done five loans and I want him, you know, you're like, no, please don't. Uncle, Uncle Fred doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> <laughs> which is a delicate line to walk. It is. It's a very, friend or a relative yeah. that you gotta, uh, they want to do business want. with. But it comes down to, is, this is your deal. Yeah. And if you're not looking out for you, and, and that's one thing the, the agent does. And, and that's why you pull in mortgage lenders that you know, that right. you say, well, look, they're, they're also saying, we don't want this to be our last deal with you. Well, and then Andy's a good teacher. Andy's really good about, he's meets, he comes to our meetings a lot and gives us a lot of great information. And now I can't always remember everything <laughs> he talks about. He leaves me sometimes, but it's, you know, it's some great things to say because like, just like he said the other day, and I hadn't thought of that. He said, well, what, you know, what's your rate on your credit card? I'm thinking, oh, golly, that's a good one. You know, I wish I could get a Well, 7%. they go up. The thing is, oh, people yeah. don't check. They yeah. just pay it every month. But if you go back and look at it, I think a lot of people will really be startled to see where they are right now. Yeah. Well, the cost of money has gone up with the Fed funds rate rising. So, they, you know, the banks that are issuing these credit cards or whoever else it might be, you know, they're going to make their money with higher APR. And I think credit card debt now, I'm pretty sure it's over a trillion dollars in the United States. Oh, well, wow. it's, I think it's higher than it's ever been before. Yeah. And uh, there are people, unfortunately, they're living on the credit cards, hoping something really neat's getting ready to happen. <laughs> and uh, that I, I tried to wanted that boat to come in for many years, and I found out there is no boat called Hope. <laughs> right. Not with it that. No. Never comes in. It's mm -hmm. called planning and forethought and saving and and associating with smart people. In fact, that's something I was looking at today. If you want to be successful, surround yourself with the smartest people you can. Mm -hmm. And that admit, that means who you do business with, who you mm -hmm. hire to help you do transactions. And that means finding the people who are the most successful. And uh, it just always pays off. How many people have you ever met that are successful hung around losers? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, by the way. <laughs> well, that's why we do. That's right. That's a, that's a compliment for you. Absolutely. Uh, give a number that they can get in touch with you. 901-237-3526. Andy O'Fee, and he's with Crump, and then Vicki. GoTeamGandy.com and 901-412-2691 and Cry Like Realtors. If you look at my promo today on Facebook, it's got their contact information and Thank you. Uh, and who they are and and but uh, do it hire smart people. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, thank y'all. Thank right, you. Appreciate it. Man. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Then we'll be right back. And welcome back on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. And uh, you know the thing about. We have people of the real estate business in, healthcare, um, the car business. These are all things that you have to be educated in in order to, to not, those are the big ticket items we all deal with. Um, 
and if you're you're not um, educated in it, and and it changes all the time, uh, then you lose. And that's one thing we try to do here on my show is give you the information that you can actually use. We were talking during the break after Vicky and and Andy were in, is that 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 is if the, if you go and listen just to the news, local news. They'll tell you how, what the interest rates are. They'll tell you how they've gone up. They'll tell you where the Dow is today. But they don't tell you how it all works together. They don't really tell you what you should do. And that's what I try to do is to give you information that not only gives you a leg up because you know where things are, uh, how do you find your way through this mess. I mean, I, I, I think back when I was young and just starting out, I had not a clue as to what was going on. And it's like Vicky said, her son's trying to buy a house now because just rent is outrageous. I mean, to rent a, a, a one bedroom apartment is like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand a month, depending on where it is. And how do you save money uh, to get a down payment, which is anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars to or more for a house, depending on the, the cost of the home? How do you ever accumulate anything? I mean, if you're paying that much uh, to risk for rent, which goes away. There's no write-off. There's no tax incentives that you pay it every month and it just goes away. And, uh, so, uh, continue to listen and learn and I'll continue to bring people in that can help you and, and tell young people to listen to. I mean, so many young people sit there, I don't want to listen to anything, my music, (laughs) but your music is not going to help you get ahead. I can tell you that right now. And the way you get ahead is be smart and, uh, and uh, look at, talk to your friends about what they're doing. I mean, I, I see all these young kids buying, uh, my uh, daughter and her husband are in their late 20s, and they just bought a house, uh, 400000 I mean, I can promise you, when I was in my late 20s, I didn't buy a house at 400000 And uh, so it is uh, uh, a continuing thing. It's, it's educating yourself and learning, and things change, and that's the other thing is, Okay, things are right now. This is the way things are. But what if things, the dynamics change? What, what, you know, what do you do then? And so that's what we'll continue to do. It's like we got a guy coming on here uh, at four thirty to talk about uh, Roof Shield, his company, and what they do is they come in and spray your roof, and it takes all the mold and discoloration and, and makes your uh, roof shingles pliable again and not dried out and brittle where if a storm comes along and blows them, they lift up a little. Instead of just lifting up and coming back down again, they snap off. Then you got to repair the roof. And uh, a roof ain't cheap, I promise you. And you have these roofing companies that will come tell you, oh, we get you a new roof. And there's some shady people out there. We've talked about it with the Better Business Bureau is that they'll come to you and say, hey, listen, let me turn it into your insurance company. I know how to get this thing done. That's called fraud. <laughs> You do not want to be caught colluding with a roofer to uh, get a new roof uh, because uh, it can it, it would not end good for you. I can promise you that. Uh, I'm trying to pull up this just a second and see. <coughs> excuse me, if anything new has come out on the guy that was shot this morning uh, with a robber trying to to get him. Um, in the 80 block of Yates, which is near Yates and Walnut Grove, 921 this morning, a guy, a landscaper, was working in this person's backyard. His truck was parked out front. I guess that's how the robber knew he was back there. So he just gets out of his vehicle, walks back there, 
goes through the gate and pulls a gun on the the landscaper. Says, "Give me your wallet." The landscaper pulls out his gun, and this guy shoots him. Uh, the landscaper did shoot back at the the robber. I don't know if he hit him or not. There's no word about him being apprehended or showing up at an area hospital. The poor landscaper though is in critical condition in an area hospital, so our prayers are going out for him. But you really need to be uh, aware of your situation at all times, uh, even so much as when somebody's working in your yard. Keep an eye out for them. I mean, remember all those guys that were trimming trees along the poplar and all before we had these storms? They were out there trying to keep the limbs off of lines, and they were being robbed everywhere they were working. I just These guys just pull up and say, all right, give us all your watches, your money, and everything. And it's just they've got to get a handle on this crime. So like I said, the, the police director making $285,000 a year. Uh, you know, it, she's not in the NBA. I don't know how they make that kind of money, but around here, I mean, she got a 14% raise along with the patrolman, but uh, 14% when you were making 230000 is a lot different than when you're making 50000 All right, we're going to be checking in with Bob Nay, former congressman from Ohio, about the Trump situation right after the break, so stay with us. We'll be back. He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and uh, welcome back. Joining us on the phone is my good friend Bob Nay, former Republican congressman from Ohio, and an astute uh, politician and uh, follower of politics. And I wanted to get his take on the latest developments with the, the Bidens and Donald Trump. Uh, they come out, of course, Monday with the testimony uh, from uh, Hunter Biden's former partner, business partner, turned squealer and, and and then the very next day they waited till five o'clock eastern time to drop uh, another huge indictment on the president which totally wiped off uh, everybody's plans for coverage of the day before his uh developments and uh of course the, the media is all in the tank for them anyway but your take on the whole thing uh, bob is it is it as ridiculous as it seems to be well, it kind of did wipe out the whole Hunter Biden, the testimony from uh, Devon Archer, didn't it? Yes. I mean, there was barely mentioned, and they thought that was going to be the, the big scoop for everybody. But how can you talk about that when, when Trump is uh, indicted yet again? for Right. And the, and the things he's been indicted for, and everybody, all the experts say, the legal people say that, it's a very weak case, but they don't care. All they care is that he's indicted again. Those are the headlines and that, uh, they can tie him up. And, and I think I saw something that says he's looking at a, a combined, uh, prison sentence of 375,000 years or some ridiculous thing like that. Now, well, if you get 400 years, and here's the thing about it though, Earl, the roughest parts, the first 375, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, that's 25 are okay. Yeah, if you can make them through the first 300, you're all right. 
Yeah, you're okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, look, there's the legal side to this, and then there's the continuing political side. If I can jump to the political side first, I just sent a note to my friend right before coming on your show. He's Democrat, uh, very active, very smart, grassroots guy. You know, he's not like AOC wild or anything, right? Yeah. And uh, because, you know, if you talk to AOC about this, right, that's it, Trump's done. And I and I said, wait, I said, here's the poll just came out yesterday. New York Times, not Fox News. And it's a dead heat between Biden and Trump. Now, it's that. after two indictments. Right. After two. And I just sent a message to my friend. I said, listen, if after this third indictment, the polls are in a dead heat, all it's going to take is one fall by Joe and the prospect of the cackling VP. <laughs> and I and I said Trump could potentially be running this country with an ankle bracelet on or from a jail cell if he's convicted. I said so I'm just telling you <laughs> on the political side to this after two indictments and everything else, it's a dead heat. Well, yeah, and the thing yeah. is, uh, but I'm amazed that he's even got that. I'm looking at a thing here. Uh, it says a new poll is out. It said the Dems actually prefer Kamala over Joe. Oh, wow. I mean, because, and I heard her say <laughs> wow. in, a, in an interview over the weekend, the Sunday show, they, she was interviewed by one of the networks and said, how do you feel about your, your approval ratings? They're the lowest of any vice president in the history of the United States. She goes, oh, there's some polls that I'm doing well in. I guess she knew about this poll that it came out that says uh, they actually prefer her over the president. Huh. Well, yeah. if she actually, if she actually got elected, uh, the Democrats should be worried because she will finish <laughs> off the Democratic Party as it stands nationally oh, right. by the time the first four years is over with. Do you uh, agree with this headline that says U.S. versus Trump will be the most important case in our nation's history? I do. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're legally on a legal precedent. Well, we can go to the legal side. And let me tell you the downside where it's going to get ugly for Trump. I can pretty well guess that part because been there, done it. You know, you were talking about uh, Devon Archer, uh, you know, business partner of Hunter, and you know, all that starting to come out. But um, to the point of the of the legal precedent, first, this is the biggest case in American history in regards to the executive branch of the government, the right. biggest, yep. because it's a former president. They're taking him basically. They didn't put sedition in there because they can't. You know, they they didn't put the word sedition. But what they're doing is ever since, I guess, Aaron Burr, huh? Yeah. Uh, this is the is the biggest uh, note on the government as to the legal precedent of what a president can say and can it then constitute into a legal charge of trying to obstruct the business of the of the country, which is very interesting because wonder if this didn't happen, but some president makes a statement that turns the economy upside down. You know, did did they then utter something that turned into a uh, disruption of the you know procedure of the country? Oh, it's very interesting. Well, they, I know one's different case from election, but I'm just saying this. Yes, this is a very fascinating legal case. Yeah, and I like the the, the fraud on the American people. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, how do you do that? And then when they talk about the fact that he's, he's made untrue statements that he knew that he had lost it, and yet he continued to say that. What about Nancy Pelosi, who for, for now, since ever since 2016, said that there was a 
throne election. What about Al Gore? What about all of them? Uh, Stacey Hil- Abrams. Hillary, Stacey Abrams. I mean, they all said they were they were robbed, and then it was a, mm-hmm. it was a crooked election, and it was stolen from them. And nothing nothing happens to those people because mm-hmm. they don't have the DOJ in their back pocket. I think that's what's mm-hmm. becoming very evident to everybody. I think is I've even talked to Democratic friends of mine who say this does not look good. I mean, it's not good for the country. It is so. It's like watching a, one of those old westerns where the guy, the guys in the black hats, were just mm-hmm. dastardly. Mm-hmm. And you go, I can't believe they're getting away with this. They're stealing the cattle and they're blaming it on the guy that they're stealing it from. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. Well, if if again, if the polling is equal, then then the the case becomes you know very lame. Uh, now here's, I mean, look, this is the power of the government. I and I'm not by any stretch of imagination. I'm not defending anybody that went inside that Capitol. You know, I, I was in charge of security of that Capitol. It's a very personal point for me, not only serving there. I went through 911. I, I was in charge of security of the Capitol through anthrax and ricin and everything else, right? And it's our government. And those and those people were not tourists. They were in there doing things to the Capitol. And so I don't defend that. But you know, the, the the point, I guess, here is... They have to go back and go and find evidence that Trump sat there and said, let's go down there. I'm going to make a speech. And I'm going to have him invade the Capitol. They, they have to basically have that kind of, you know, statement. Of, ev- of evidence or statement. Now, the problem he's going to have and where this is probably going to get ugly, I don't think uh, there's a couple of them that might, you know, break on this. Uh, it's the same problem I had. If anybody listening ever goes up against the federal government, it's the same problem you're that you know they're going to have. If you know they they are selective who they will uh, particularly go after. And um, you know, in my case, and I'm I'm not saying I didn't do wrong things, but in my case, uh, you know, uh, Tom Delay went on the golf trip. Feeney from Florida went on a golf trip. You know, I can go down the list of people that got the same contributions from Abramoff. Um, but but when the government decides to go, they go, and when they go, <clears throat> they start to break people down. Is what happens. Yeah, and I might have said this before on your show. Matt Parker, uh, top guy that ran my office, was called in. They said, "Were you present during the discussion of the golf trip?" He said, "I was." He said, "What did Nay say?" Matt said, "He said if this has anything to do with golf, I don't want to go." Which I did say three times, which broke the government's case that I asked for a golf trip. All right, that was the case. Um, they looked at Matt and they said, you're a liar and you're going to prison. Wow. Matt, Matt turned around and said something to them. I won't say on air, <laughs> walked outside and the U S house lawyer said, you're in trouble. Now they're going to get you. Yeah. And Matt hired a lawyer and Matt did zero wrong, except held to what he was saying. They said, we're going to get you for perjury. $45,000 later, government said, okay, you're, you're okay. Go away. But he, but he he had to uh, cough yeah. up the money for lawyers to defend himself. He had to do everything. They caught him at midnight at his home where he was with his wife. Oh, yeah. They called a 12-year-old kid, answered the phone of a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in 14 years, and they said, is your father there? He said, no. They said, well, tell him the FBI called, and he's in trouble on on the uh, Bob Nay scandal. Wow. A 12-year-old kid. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can go on and on. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm mentioning all of this is not just to mention my case. This is what's going to happen to Donald Trump and all his they're people. Going to be, 
they're going to sit them all one by one in a room. They're going to threaten them with 45 years. You know, they're going to start calling their neighbors, yep. their family, their friends. And that's where they try to get, you know, one of them or two of them to say, well, he told me to do mm-hmm. this. Now, even if that happens, unless it's in writing, you know, because Trump's got the money to defend this yeah. stuff, you know. Well, and they're already, look what's already happened with the whistleblowers. They were contacted by the FBI and told, um, uh, you're better, you better not go in and say anything because, uh, you know what, uh, there are consequences. I mean, it was basically a threat. Sure. I mean, that's what they sure. do. And then the and poor guy good. who's the property manager for Mar-a-Lago. Right. I mean, this guy is sitting there going, you know, I'm, the, your boss tells you to go do this, you do it. I don't know. Right now, they they say that he somehow they're saying that he did it. Then you have evidence that came out uh, yesterday that the uh, the this Jack uh, Smith guy and his team didn't give all the evidence to Trump's defense team in right. in in Miami. And Miami so it's it's like you said, they could do whatever they want. If they screw up, they just say they're sorry. Uh, in the meantime, your the clock keeps ticking on your lawyers. And they can do it because they have unlimited mm-hmm. funds. Right. Now, look, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes Trump's been his own worst enemy. And during legal proceedings, he says things and, you know, causes, you know, heartburn for his lawyers. You know, that's, that's Trump. That's just the nature of Trump. But what is, what is, go- and, it, and again, this is the other thing I would remind everybody. It's going to take one juror only to say no. Yep. It takes one juror only to say no. And so these are not lockstep. It's done. You know, John Edwards was acquitted. Yep. Blagojevich, poor Blagojevich, he was acquitted. And then they came back and said, well, okay, that didn't work. Let's do it again. Yeah, you know? they, and and I thought, that, what about double indemnity on that? They figured a way around it. And then, then they got him. And then he, then he uh, beat a bunch of counts, except I think one. And he got 14 years. So. Uh, you can look at cases, and again, it just takes one juror, you know, to do that. So there's the legal side of this thing, which is going to drain a lot of, you know, of uh, Trump's money, obviously, because it does. I paid five hundred eighty-one thousand for my little fiasco. Owed wow. one point two million, I owed still, and it would have cost three point five million to go to trial. Wow! So I was looking at seven some million to beat this thing, you know, that you didn't have. Well, my goodness! Now after the five eighty-one. <laughs> And owing them one point two million, you know, I was like, "Okay, we're done." You know, well, we're finished. It, I just you you hear about all this, and you think, um, you know, it's just not right. This is you think the America is a good place, the United States of America, you know, uh, the bright and shining city on the hill, and then you hear this kind of stuff, and you start saying, you know, "This is not a nice place. We got some really bad people running things." Yeah. Well, and and again, I, you know, I I made some mistakes. I'm not saying I didn't, but. What ends up happening in these scenarios, it doesn't matter now what Trump did or didn't do. Uh, it was the same with me. It didn't matter. The government wants to now win its case, so the government will go full force. The other thing that's starting to become, I think, a standout thing in this whole process is this. And I, and I'm, and I really can't I, – I can buy into this argument. Why are all – and Georgia is around the corner. You yep, know that. Yep. Why are all these happening now? Why did it take, you know, why is it taking Georgia two and a half years to, because you know, decide something? I, 
we got to take a quick break. We'll come back, and I'll tell you what I think, and I'd like to hear what you think. We're talking with Bob Nay, uh, and we'll be right back. And welcome back on a hot Wednesday afternoon. we got Bob Nay, former Republican congressman from Ohio on the line, talking about the Donald Trump case, uh, which he knows what dealing with the uh, feds is all about. He ended up doing some time at Uncle Bud's, the federal installation uh, a number of years ago over a golf trip he didn't do the correct paperwork on and uh in in, in which every time we talk about it i sit there and shake my head one thing i've always admired you and i've told you this before bob is that you even though you went through all that and went, served your time and and came back and have, you know never been financially the same again there is no bitterness there you don't you're not venomous about what you say about the fact you just sit there and go here's what happened and, uh, you know, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, but I in Trump is just how he came out today and thanked all of his supporters for standing by him. And I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see his, his approval rate go up even higher because people, it's just not right. But when you brought up right before we went to break about the fact that, uh, why did they do this now? I think it's just their strategy. What they want to do is stack all these cases up as, and just make them, uh, it's, so they had he had no time to prepare for each one and space them out enough that he could beat one at a time. They want them just to all converge at the same time and to overwhelm him, and that's what they did to you. This they didn't have as many cases. They had one case, but they, their whole strategy is to overwhelm you. Well, yeah, right, and and of course, again, like I I point out these things because that you know, it, here's the irony in my case too. The charge that I was charged with was found unconstitutional 6-0 to zero by the U.S. Supreme Court uh, to two years after I went to prison. <clears throat> and, yeah, <laughs> so great if timing. Held, if I'd have held the money and held out, of course, like I said, they'd either let me go or they would have said, okay, we're going to do a Blagojevich and find five more, you know, charges. Yeah. But but um, these cases just, you know, tend to, to go on. And I was thinking about that, too. You know, they the, the timing, and I agree with you, the timing of the cases is very bizarre, and the reason uh, the congressional, uh, you know, hearing went on and on, and then wrapped up the case, and that went way far too long. Yeah, they could have wrapped that up in about six months, and then handed the report over, which Justice, you know, reads these. You're reports. talking about the January sixth hearing. Yeah, the hearing, the committee. Yeah, hearing. but the, but the, every day that that, that they had that was more publicity about how dastardly everything was and how they're just mm -hmm. looking to save democracy and the republic. Right. So the timing of these, and then also it does get to the point. You know what a Stockholm syndrome is. Yeah. Well, you, and yeah. You, you're, yeah, you're the hostage. You start to align with your captor. Well, in a different way. I mean, if they keep going after Trump. It's going to be where a certain amount of people that don't like him even say, wow, could he have been that corrupt or, you know, is this a pile on? <laughs> and then you have a certain percentage of people say, okay, uh, let's see what we do with the president. If he is convicted, see if we can still elect him. I mean, there's all kinds of weird things out here on the political side of it. But the bottom line is still is still Biden, too, because, and, and again, I'm really trying to not be disrespectful. I was raised to be respectful of the office of the president. I served in Congress with Biden, but I'm telling you, one more fall, yeah. one more fall. He is so rigid now. He walks with his hands straight out in the air. I mean, 
I'm in shock yeah. over his deteriorating and how fast situation. Shocked at well, the pressure of this office and what it has done to him. And if you look at him running, you know, three years ago, wow. Well, he would do that. Yeah, that. he was out actually jogging. And now right. he uh, they've had him go to coming in the underbelly uh, stairway to Air Force One. That he's using that because it's only got eight steps. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised they don't have one of those chair lifts like they advertise on TV. You know, we, mm-hmm. you hook it up to your stairwell and sit down. Right. On it. <laughs> it's tough. So, you know, Trump's and plus not not just that the condition of Biden, but also the follow up of the vice president, you know, of, of her yeah. and uh, of Kamala Harris and the prospects of her, her being president of the United States should terrify a lot of people and more than Donald Trump, I think. And then you've got the other thing of what, forget all these, you know, Trump's on trial, Biden's falling down, and Kamala's cackling. And you can go to the fact that, you know, of, of Biden and what he's done or not done and what our prices are yep. that we live under. And you got Gavin Newsom in the background that started his oh, yeah. fundraising oh, oh, efforts. Yeah. So there you got that. Right. Bob, now, I always appreciate your insight. Thank you, Thank you sir. And uh, God bless you. We'll talk again soon. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. I'm going to introduce you to Marlon Evans. He's got a company called Roof Shield. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back. I do want to tell you about an injury crash, two left lanes uh, blocked. Uh, 385 near the Winchester exit. So the left lanes would be the eastbound lanes. Oh, well, no, the westbound lanes. So on uh, uh, 385 uh, there at the Winchester exit. So avoid the area. Uh, it's bad enough as it is anytime. Uh, in studio with me right now is Marlon Evans. He's got a company called Roof Shield. And uh, they, it really is a miraculous product. Uh, and welcome to the show, Marlon. Thank you. Appreciate you having me here. This is, uh, I, my next door neighbors had this done to their roof. We, I live in Halley and, uh, they came in, I saw these guys up on the roof spraying something. I said, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> and after they got through, I said, that is amazing. And it didn't, it didn't take that long. I mean, no. they were up there and, uh, and I came back, uh, they started, I came back home a few hours later and they were gone. Yes. And the roof looked brand new. It does. It takes, typically a house takes about four or five hours to condition and spray completely and usually if we get there get started we're done in about four or five hours so when when people come to you they say okay i've heard about this stuff uh, and then you tell them well it's it's an oil-based thing and because i just asked you just now i said well does that hurt the plants and the trees around you said it ain't petroleum it is not petroleum based it's a soybean oil based oil it's uh, biodegradable so we keep it green and uh, it doesn't hurt plants, animals. Uh, it doesn't hurt humans. Uh, now, we try to keep it off concrete and stuff like any oil. It might stain a little but bit. But you just hose off that we pressure cl- We close that off, and we have a guy on the ground with a water hose that's completely uh, soaking everything down while we're doing it. So we have not had an issue with it yet. The uh, For most people, what happens is they get a get a roof. And I don't know if it's ours. Uh, I think it's only four years old, five years old. We're always starting to get that those streaks That's on, right. on the roof from uh, from mold, which from is, mold and algae and moss will start growing up there. And you'll sometimes you'll see these little uh, white, real rough things up there. They're called lichens. They're on trees and things like that. It's real bad here in the south because of the heat and humidity that we have. 
Uh, and that stuff is bad for your shingles. It actually, if it gets underneath the shingle, it lifts them up just a little bit and makes water get under there. And so sometimes people have roof leaks and can't understand where it's coming from because they don't have shingles missing. Well, that moss and algae is raising that shingle just a little bit and water will get under there and start causing some, some streaks on your ceilings. And so we, we make sure we kill all that off. We get all that algae and that moss off and, and kill it off and then we start treating the roof. Because I guess what most people are doing is trying to stave off uh, the inevitable of a roof aging, and you got to replace it. But an average roof to replace can be fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars on on a midsize house. Uh, a roof is one of your highest cost maintenance products that you have on a home. And what we do is when we come in, we give you the opportunity to restore that roof, renew that roof to like new, without tearing a single shingle off. And it's a fraction of the cost of having to replace that roof. It's a new option that's here and available to us in the Mid-South. Well, the other thing, too, I think is neat is it's not just cleaning it up and making it look new. Right. You're actually refurbishing the that's shingles right. and making them pliable again. That's right. Because I know that the biggest problem having covered storms and news for years is shingles get ripped off a house because yep. they get brittle and a big wind comes along and, and you lose Pulls half the off. shingles. They're and in so your yard. you got to move them out of your yard. Hail, hail is a big thing too. We get hail here quite a bit and it dents and dings those shingles and yeah. knocks those granules off. And that's a big thing too. So the, uh, killing the moss and the algae off the roof is just a part of the treatment that we do. There's several people that do that, but our, what, uh, what, what separates us by far is the uh, treatment of the oil that we put on the shingle to restore that shingle to like new. The, um, I think the other thing that most people can't believe it because you said that the average cost for a home to come do your treatment, depending on the size, but mm-hmm. a, a medium-sized home, four to $5,000 versus... That's correct, four to $5,000. We It's about a dollar thirty-five a square foot, and that depends on a few things, the slope of the roof, how much mm-hmm. vegetation you have around the house. And a lot of roofers, not all roofers, but a lot of roofers can charge up to four fifty a square foot. So there's a big difference there. No kidding. Yes, it's uh, uh and that's not. I mean, if you're getting a top end shingle, you're gonna pay four fifty a, uh, a square foot, probably anywhere from three fifty to four fifty a square foot. We're almost probably close to a dollar thirty, but forty five hundred dollars is a good average price. I'm looking at some photographs in your uh, brochure, which I did put up on uh, my uh, promo on, yes, promo sir. on Facebook, and it shows before and after. And before it's it has lost the richness of the color of the shingles and then if you look at it again it does look like like a brand new roof it's dark again and it looks the way it did when you bought it it is it restores the color back to that roof i've went up and treated some roofs and some of the customers said i did not realize i forgot my roof looks like that that, it was that was dark brown it didn't turn gray or black and they said my gosh i forgot that that roof is brown i forgot so it restores the richness and the color back to the roof and makes it look like look, look new again and uh, how did you find out about the product? Actually, a friend of mine at church uh, has, uh, was a, there's a friend of his that was associated with one of the owners. And they were talking about it one day. And I said, uh, I said, what are you guys talking about? What do you, you know, I asked them about the oil. And they said, man, you need to check into this. You'd be good to get one started here in the Mid-South. And it kind of went on from there. I called the owners in Albertville, Alabama and talked to them a little bit. And they said, hey, come down to our class. We'll show you what it does. Because I was kind of skeptical at first, too. And when I went down to Alabama and met the owners, they were genuine as genuine could be, family men, Christian men. And uh, when I got through talking to them, I said, I will be in the next class. And uh, they said, well, I think the opportunity is great because it's not in Tennessee yet. Uh, so it all started from there. And then you actually went down and trained uh, with the product? We go through the- a class. We go through about a four-day class down there and train, and they show you how, uh, how it's applied, how to mix it correctly, 
the system we use, uh, what it actually does. So they show you everything about it. So you're very informed when you leave there how to how to do it. So when you get up on the roof and you start applying this, because I saw these guys had mm-hmm. hoses and had compressors down below, I guess, pumping yes. the, the oil up there. Yes. And uh, do you go, do you like power wash the roof first and then come back with your product? We don't, we don't power wash because it does knock the granules off. We do a thing called soft washing. And the, the neat thing about our product is we don't use, it's run by water pressure only. We try to be as electrical free. Oh, cool. And all, you know, uh, uh, it's a biodegradable. So the, the compressor I heard may have been them washing it off the driveway down well, below. It could be, it could be, but we use water pressure only and, our system that mixes our oil is perfectly calibrated, and it, once I turn it on, it, it mixes the oil and the water perfectly. So we go up and clean that off, and it, it's already mixed coming out of there. And within an hour, you'll see all those streaks and everything gone. And then we let that dry, and then I start applying our oil. It looks like, I can tell everybody, it looks like uh, honey mustard going on. Really? Yeah, but it That probably freaks them out. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, gonna look. That's yellow. <laughs> but no, it soaks into the shingle. And like I said, I have not had one unhappy customer. They love what the richness it brings back to the roof. And tell me what they do come out and say, because, I mean, everybody's sitting there, they're skeptical. Do you, do you show them other pictures and stuff of what the before and after looks like I do. Uh, in the process? I, I do. I show them the before and after. I try not to get get them too caught up on that because, like I said, soft washers can come out and do the, make the, get the, the, the algae off also, but they can't add the richness and color back to it. I get you. So I tell them, I said, look, once I, once I put this oil on, you're going to look at a brand new roof again. And uh, so I don't want them to, to focus just on removing the moss and algae, which is a big part. But, but that increasing oil, the life of your roof. It increases the and, life. And we we the can look. add five to fifteen years to the life of the roof. Wow! Yeah. Uh, does insurance pay for any of this? We are working with insurance companies right now. Like I said, it's so new back here; they're kind of looking at us with one eye cocked. Well, because the last thing they want is to have to pay for a roof. That's right. So I've talked to some insurance agents, and they are very, very interested. They said we, th- this could save us a ton of money. Well, just on hail, because that's, that's something right. that uh, I know I grew that's up right. in Texas, and that's it's hard reason. on a roof. That's the reason all the uh, car dealerships in Texas have those uh, <laughs> those canvas uh, covers over, the, over cars. the cars because yeah. they'll wipe out an entire car lot with a hailstorm. Yeah. And we don't get it that bad here, but we still get it bad here. That w- When we apply our oil, it soaks into that shingle and it helps hold those granules on there. And those granules are very important for the wind and the rain and hail because uh, you could get some hail damage. And they you might have a little bit on there and the, and the insurance company's not going to replace it. We'll come in and seal it. And it holds them on there a lot, lot better for a lot longer. And uh, d- give us a number of how they can get in touch with you and, and, and have them kind of do an estimate for them. They can call me at uh, 901-848-6526 and leave a message, or, and I'll call them back as soon as possible if I don't talk to them right then. But they can also go to my Facebook page. It's Evans Co. LLC Roof Shield, and I've got a lot of videos on there. Okay, and I've good. Got some, uh, got some pictures on there a lot of uh, testimonials and things like that. So they can go in there and kind of check it out and see what I do. Well, I urge you to do it because it sounds like a, a much better deal than replacing your roof. <laughs> and not only that, uh, there are there's some great roofers out there. There but is. There's, there's also some people out there that are verging on uh, fraud. That's and they, they come up and try to say, I can get you a new roof. Just let me handle it. That's correct. And, That's correct. and then you happen to be involved with law enforcement and 
that right. leads to a co-defendant in a fraud case. Yes, yes. I try to stay away from that. I, <laughs> there is some great roofers out there, and I'm in contact with some of them, and there are some guys, too, that I would kind of shy away from a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but I think it's a great day. It's called Roof Shield, and Marlon Evans is the guy to talk to. Give him a call, and the number, once again, is 901-848-6526. Give him a call. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and wrap things up. And welcome back on a Wednesday afternoon. Really cool product. I mean, as a homeowner, and I've already gotten several calls from people who said, bring me a brochure. And because uh, if you've ever replaced a roof, you know how much they cost. And uh, they ain't cheap. So uh, I'll uh, uh, just go to my website if you want to see the brochure. Not my website, but my uh, Facebook page, uh, Earl Farrell. And it's right there in, uh, in his website is uh evans co llc e-v-a-n-s capital c-o llc and uh, you can see videos and uh, a lot of other information on it uh, and then he'll be glad to come out to give you a um uh about uh, an estimate on how much it would cost for that i do want to remind you again there is a car or accident with injuries on 385 at the Winchester exit, uh, the left two left lanes blocked there. There's another accident at uh, I-40. The writing on this map is so small. I-40 leading up to the malfunction junction. Uh, but that looks like it. Then there's a real slowdown on the Midtown Expressway in the southbound I-55 lanes. Uh, going from just the downtown cutoff to go across the bridge to uh, Arkansas all the way down to uh, 240 uh, as it goes down into uh, into Mississippi. So avoid those areas if at all possible. And I do want to give out another warning about uh, just protecting your property and, and being outside. There was a shooting this morning at 921 in the morning at uh, at uh, in the 80 block of yates right there at walnut grove a landscaper was had his truck parked out front he was in the back working guy parks comes through a side gate comes out there pulls a gun on him says give me your wallet uh and shoots him and i don't know whether he said no uh the police report didn't give that detail but apparently he did uh, shoot at the robber as he was fleeing uh, but the the robbery victim was hit and is uh, listed in critical but stable uh, area hospital. But I mean, it's just uh, it's every day. I mean, I just you get up in the morning and turn on the news and you go, okay, what's the body count? And it's every single day. It's stabbings and shootings and and car wrecks. These people running red lights. Still, I was talking to. Now, Randy Wright with the dive shop, and he was telling about this 20-year-old girl who was a student, a scuba student, and that accident at Cooper and Central last uh, Thursday, I think it was, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, she was coming home out at around midnight, and she had the green light. Some guy blew a red light, hit her broadside, and the driver's side killed her, 20 years old, 
And he said the next day her dad called him and said, you know, she's not coming back to, to dive class because uh, she was killed in a car wreck last night. And, of course, the guy leaves the scene, a, uh, a Dodge, Red Dodge 300. And so uh, it's just, it is just out of hand. And it needs to be, I mean, they just need to start. Uh, you sit there and you look at the, the, on the national scene, what they're doing to Trump and, uh, and what the Bidens are doing, I mean, it's just lawlessness. And then you look at New York City. They got 90,000 people there have come there from the crossing the border. The New York can't handle them. And the, the Biden administration gave them like $140 million to pay for it. They say it's going to cost them $3 billion to house these people. And they're letting them in. These people have no jobs. They have no place to go. They have no resources. And they think they come in, they give them a cell phone change of clothes and a, and a bank card loaded with about, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars. I mean, uh, I didn't get anything like that when I came into the world. I was born here as a citizen for the day one. And uh, you're on your own. If your parents take care of you, you got nothing. Uh, these folks, they give them some, and then they ship them all over the country. And uh, granted, a lot of them came to New York City because uh, Governor Abbott in Texas said, you, you can't stay here. And they've sent them to California, to to New York, to San Francisco, and yet they they, they all think they should have stayed in Texas. Let Texas t- handle it. Well, if you're if the border was in New York, you, you wouldn't have wanted that. And it's once again, it's the Biden administration. He's on vacation down at the beach for ten days. I, I hadn't taken a ten day vacation in my life, even when I was a kid going to Boy Scout camp. I was there for a week because I had to get back because I mowed lawns. Uh, ever since I was like eight years old, but, uh, Biden, uh, he, he's probably got a hundred down there with him. God knows what he's doing. Uh, another day at the beach. Although I think things are, are kind of closing in on him, uh, but you're not going to hear it on the news because uh, they're not covered anymore. It's, uh, it's all about Trump and it's going to be all about Trump from now on about how he's going to be spending 58 years in prison. Here's the thing. Trump is 78 years old, uh, and he ain't got 56 years left. The most they could get him for is maybe eight, nine years. and give him 100 years if he want, but uh, that's what I would say is, uh, hey, uh, I've only got to put up with this for a few more years, and then, then everybody can just have it. I do think I heard some encouraging news today that young high school students, males, uh, more of them are now considering themselves conservatives than they have been in years. Now, the, the girls, they're still predominantly liberal. So, But that kind of fits in with the mold of uh, young girls or, you know, save the kitty cats. And, uh, and boys are more like, let's go hunting. Go hunting with you, Jake. <laughs> so anyway, but hey, we just keep fighting the fight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, That's it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you have a safe evening. Enjoy it and uh, stay cool. See you tomorrow.